the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Boom shakalaka. And the Fed has done their job. Is it the right job or the right answer for the, the problem? We don't know. Stocks opened in the green. And the NASDAQ and the SP 500 went to the red. Yesterday after the market, stocks went higher. Oh, not after the market. After the Fed announcement, stocks went higher. Um, the thesis is that Wall Street wanted two interest rate hikes in 2022. I think buying back the debt tapering was not as important of an issue. This is not a taper tantrum yet. Maybe by the end of the day, it will be. In the past, when the Fed has said, we're going to stop buying debt in emergency uh, economies, the market's freaked out. But they kind of warned us this was coming. And they also kind of warned us it's no longer transitory inflation when Jerome Powell got in front of Congress this week and said, you know, it's not, let's just drop that word transitory because I, I was meaning it in a slightly different way than you're, you're describing it. Let's talk money. I'm going to try to get as many stories out there for you as I can in the shoe um, and try to teach you as much as I can. Uh, let's see. NASDAQ was up 2% yesterday. SP 500 up 1.6%. Dow was up 1.08%. 10 year Treasury was at one, it's now at 1.4%. So all three major markets turned around as the Fed said, taper is going to end sooner. And instead of two rate hikes in 2022, we're going to do 23. That's the plan. We can change our minds. In a segment earlier today, I talked about how the Fed needs to kill me because I made an announcement this week on the air that in the last two years, I've created more wealth and hopefully not only for myself, but for you, by staying long in positions that I believe in. Um, The truth is that I was exposed to risk and I tried to keep it controllable. Um, Apple shares are higher today. Uh, Apple shares were higher yesterday. Let me correct that. Uh, From down three bucks to up 2.8%. It was that kind of turnaround on the Fed's announcement. I'm going to try to bottom line this so I can move forward. Three rate hikes in 2022 won't get us to a point to kill inflation, but we should see inflation peak soon. Um, And that's a positive, but will we get down to the inflation numbers where 4% employment, 4.5% employment was three years ago, pre-pandemic? We're at those job levels now. We need those inflation levels back down. But the stock market's carrying the inflation levels because of people like me. People like me who sold a 1,600-square-foot house to get into a 3,200-square-foot house. Um, and going way over asking. Everyone made money in the process. The person who bought the house 15, 20 years ago that sold it to me, 
did very, very well. And she's probably in Aruba, Jamaica, the Bahamas, somewhere like a Beach Boy song would, would allude to, right? Um, Democrats' hopes are dimming that they'll be able to pass President Biden's $2 trillion social spending bill known as the Bill Back Better before the end of the year as they originally planned. Joe Manchin, a key vote, doesn't support it in its current form and wants to see inflation kind of tone down. And probably that's going to get us into 2022 and the election cycle where Joe Biden's popularity level, not looking good to you know retain Congress. Uh, again, I'm boiling down a lot of complex thoughts <laughs> into very little issues. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, I think this is a bad move. Yesterday, she said congressmen should be able to buy stocks. Um, I don't think that's right. I think if you're sitting on a, a group and you know you're you're getting data on a sector and you're you're help f- formulating and legislating the regulations, I, I, you have inside information. So I, I totally disagree with her on this one. At our weekly press conference, the House Speaker said she's against potential bans of congressional members and their spouses holding or trading individual stocks. Her husband has made egregious amounts of money, probably because she leaves her briefcase open at night and she looks over the corner of it. Um, I just that's one that I, I don't really like. And she's like, "Hey, it's a free market." Uh, progressive politicians are pissed off at her. Progressive Democrats. Um, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez. That's a tough name for me to say. That's why I say it quickly. Um, or I could say Miss Cortez from New York if I wanted to be polite. Um, I find that one interesting, right? Uh, I don't think Congress, 49 members of Congress and 182 senior congressional staffers have violated the Stock Act per an insider report published last week. I, that just bothers me. Healthcare is hottest ticket goes virtual. There's a healthcare conference that's all that at a bucket of chicken. It's supposed to be held in San Francisco next month, and now they're just going to keep it on the virtual level yet again. Um, industry leaders like Moderna and Amgen both bailed. Analym Pharmaceuticals tweeted that the conference should go virtual to avoid a super spreader event and a PR disaster for the industry. JP Morgan CEO, who usually gives the conference's keynote speech, probably is psyched about the switch to Zoom and not because he had a uh, um, a gig transfer or maybe, maybe a, a big dinner planned. But virtual communications make it harder to close deals. And if you're given the keynote and the CEO of Moderna is like given a big speech and the two of you meet for lunch, you can get deals done. I like that conference enormously because we see what the, the, it's kind of like the pulse of healthcare. And I like that very, very much. Let's hit some of the top stories today. And there's plenty. Bud Light Seltzer launches two new packs, sour and hard soda product. Allison CEO, Steve Easterbrook from McDonald's is returning $105 million after sexual misconduct on the company's email servers was revealed in 2018, 2019. Reddit confidentially has filed to go public. This is going to be nuts. Reddit is where you go. It's the website where you go if you want to say AMC to the moon, Dogecoin to the moon, GameStop to the moon, and you start getting the small retail investors 
getting into stocks. Now, what's unfortunate about this is I've never done it, but I can guarantee you professionals are getting in and pumping stocks and they're shorting them as you're buying. Apple saying the return to office is on hold indefinitely. They've temporarily closed three stores. Regeneron, they're developing new antibodies to treat Omicron as its current cocktail loses potency. Bruce Springsteen is reportedly selling his music catalog for 500 million doleros. Wow. That's a good career. Um, Nike is sticking to its plan to return on January 10th, but 54% of employees said it doesn't give them enough flexibility. Um, employees who don't adhere to Google's vaccine mandate are going to lose their jobs, so says the company. They need to be vaccinated or show medical or religious exemption by December 3rd. This is a messy situation, is it not? Amazon last year rolled out 30 new warehouses in rural and super rural areas. Amazon Web Service experienced more issues yesterday. David Ching's fried chicken restaurant, Fuku, cut ties with a ghost kitchen reef over food safety issues. There's a lot in that story. David Ching has a great documentary series on cultural foods around the world. I really enjoyed it. I don't really love him as a personality, but his insights are pretty darn tasty. And the food looks good as well. You can find me at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. One of the hot collegiate degrees these days is sports sciences. I heard Amy Klobuchar talk yesterday on a podcast. And um, she said, no disrespect to the sports science majors out there. But this country's going to need a lot of plumbers, a lot of truck drivers. The jobs that are out there that are wide open and bountiful and pay pretty well, a lot of them are trades right now, electricians. We need to build houses. We're going to be building houses for 10 straight years. Companies like DR Horton, Lennar, um, they're in a different position than they were 10 years ago. Here, let me give you an example. Back in the 1980s and early 90s, the United States train um, industry underwent massive changes. They started to get some technology. They started to get more efficiency. They started to get smarter. The weaker players couldn't handle loads as well as the bigger players. So they started to consolidate. Now there's basically four. Maybe you can count on a six-fingered hand how many train companies you could invest in in the United States. And yet you look around and everything in your office and everything in your house probably came to its destination at a warehouse via a train, a truck, or a plane, the transports. Trains, you don't think about it, but they're highly profitable. Um, They're important to the supply chain. With a truck... And this is a big problem in America, and we're going to probably fix it with autonomous driving versus getting people into the industry. Um, I've met some very high-end truckers who are very, um, how shall we say, worldly. And then I've met some truckers without teeth. And then we all see in the movies the truckers without teeth and the, the drugs and the prostitution like lifestyle. And you're like, oh, no, I don't want my kid to grow up to be that. One year, I was stuck on Route 80. Uh, tractor trailer went sideways and just 
kind of derailed the whole trip. So we were stuck for about three or four hours, me and my son, and we were doing everything we could to keep yourselves entertained. We had plenty of gas. You know, I'm not that kind of guy. Um, and the trucker behind us, you know, he, he brought up uh, a tire changing tool to show us like, he's like, you want your kids want your kid want to come see my truck. I'm like, instantly, I'm like, no, sure. He was a great guy. And I started talking to him about how much he makes and where he lives and stuff like that. And he was living a better lifestyle than I was. Um, in large part because he makes six figures and he's based out of, uh, I'm wrong on this. I think he's out of, my memory serves me. He's out of Idaho, but in this case, he was doing a haul from Reno to San Francisco, Reno to San Francisco. But back then he, he'd been trucking for 20 years. He bought a house in Idaho for almost nothing. And suddenly it's the place to be, right? So Klobuchar was talking about, we have to figure out a jobs program. And I agree with it. Um, the train industry went through their pain. The trucking industry needs to update. And it's probably going to do it through autonomous driving at some point in time, in large part because we don't have enough bodies to be truckers, even though the pay is pretty good, darn good. Um, people who come to your house and clean carpets, people who come to your house and fix things, plumbing. Um, we need more training and mentorship. If my son wanted to be an electrician, I'd have no problem with it. High paying job and work forever. Any day he wants to wake up and go, someone will be asking for his services. Jobless claims in the United States increased to 206,000 last week, bouncing off the prior week's 52 year low. When I first got in this industry in 96, there was a statement that went around. Um, I had an economist that I would regularly interview. And every Thursday, the economic piece of data would come on. And uh, I was an investment advisor as well as a, a show host, which is kind of interesting, right? So I was using my guests to educate me early in my career on areas where I may be in a blind side or a blind spot. And he says, any number under 350,000, 400,000 is good. And back then we were, you know, 325,000, 375. And some weeks, first time unemployment claims, when the economy is bad, they start to rise. When they're above 400,000, you can see that employers are shedding staff and labor. What's the biggest cost of doing business? It's labor. So now that we see jobless claims this week at 206,000, 52 year low from last week. That's just a skosh. And it's still below where I was 25 years ago of anything under 350,000 is good. Um, at 206,000, we should be creating inflation because people have the right to go to their bosses and go, um, I, I, there's another job out there for me and I think I'm going to take it. Employers are holding on to what they can hold on. They're not shedding people. They need the labor is what we're getting there. And job openings in the United States, there's more job openings than there are people looking for jobs. Continuing claims fell to 1.85 million. The only thing I can tell you about continuing claims is being on unemployment, which is what the numbers we're talking about, jobless claims, um, first-time unemployment claims. 
you've been let go, your radio station decides to save some money. And instead of broadcasting from San Francisco, they're going to broadcast from LA into San Francisco. Very common trend. Clear Channel is the king of it. Or iHeartRadio or whoever the company is now. Uh, Odyssey. With the radio industry, sure lacks uh, creative naming, doesn't it? So... they say we're going to do two shows, one sh- two shows from one location. And there goes a DJ. There goes the last DJ. And he has to go to uh, his wife and say, you know, honey, I lost my job. And wife goes, well, you better go get unemployment because we, we need that some money. I know you're saying you're playing with 1960s cliches, Rob. I know I am. But uh, it's an important number. And again, it's telling me, Check. Fed Reserve saying we're not going to raise interest rates, but three times next year, it's telling me. Where does that leave us at the end of 22? Check. Still pretty good. Wall Street looks out six months ahead. So now I think we have another six months before we have to start thinking about if the Fed stays on script. In about six months from now, we're going to have another conversation of how many are coming in 2023? And if these job numbers stay down, it's just a good environment for speculation. Um, I'm not, I don't know, bad analogy, but it's like going to a horse race and there's only five horses, you know, four scratches. You can bet on the favorite to come in first, second or third to show. And you have better odds now because the number of horses aren't there. This isn't a 15 or 20 race horse. This is pretty easy to figure out on some levels like jobless claims and interest rates. Of course, all things could change with COVID. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. An education-first approach to managing your money. This is the Rob Black Show. Welcome in, Rob Black, and your money. I tend to like stocks that are a little bit out of favor for great long-term names. I tend to find that we're pretty loyal in the United States. And some stocks that came and went pretty fast. Marijuana stocks. Cannabis, if we're trying to be more grown up. Cannabis is still growing at an unparalleled pace. And you compare it to infrastructure, you compare it to retail, you compare it to, you name the industry, insurance. And you look at cannabis sales and you go, wow, that's significantly higher. It's, it's a trick. As people who do what I do for a living, we're looking for things that grow faster than the GDP and faster than the stocks that everyone owns or the sectors. It's probably the more polite way of saying that. The cannabis industry is growing at an unparalleled pace. Sales for 2021 are estimated to be finished at $31 billion. That's legal. How many people are still growing their own in states that are illegal or how many people are buying in states that it's legal? So 31 billion means that from 2020 sales grew 41%. Now the outlook's still kind of mixed in a lot of people's minds, but that's a good place to start your research. For the record, I have enough wealth I'll never, ever, ever, never have to own cannabis stocks. I could, but at the same time, to me, it might be too risky. Kind of, you don't need to take that bet 
but we'll see. Let's get through this conversation first. There's been a lot of mergers and acquisitions in the private markets as people are starting to figure out who's going to be the winners and losers. Um, in May, Green Thumb Industries secured a sub 10% coupon, a first for a large public U.S. multi-state operator. These rates may be high by traditional industry standards, but cannabis companies were subject to rates closer to 15% just a couple of years ago. So the credit and the financial stability, it, people are feeling much more comfortable putting and lending big dollars with cannabis companies. Green Thumb, ticker symbol, GTBIF. Nothing in this segment is an investment opinion uh, recommendation. I'm just talking to get you stimulated to see if something jumps out at you. It's been a tough year for cannabis stocks is why, why, where I'm going at, down 21.21% as a group. You're going to have to see, now that the credit markets are starting to lend and open up to cannabis, let's say I want it to become the own a cannabis company and become the king of the leaf. I would need 50 factories in 50 states to process and deliver. And maybe okay, I'm making up a business plan, but you get the idea. And that costs money. So I may have the idea and the vision of becoming the um, founder, if you will, of the next the Starbucks of marijuana, but I'm not going to go there. In September, Tara Ascend acquired Michigan leader Gage for $545 million. In October, True Leave acquired Harvest Health and Recreation for $2.3 billion. Those are big numbers. A $545 million acquisition and $2.3 billion acquisition. Um, I built up a financial company and I, I think it was sold. I, I don't want to get into the numbers. Um, but let's just say it was way smaller than that. So there was a through a merger with retail Urban Leaf and Loud Pack um, with a company called Sublime. So do we need to keep talking about this? Yes. Mergers and acquisitions are good for the industry. It cuts down on some players making a little bit of money and it turns it into just a couple players making a lot of money is the idea. And when you don't have competition, suddenly you don't have to price lower to get sales. You can start raising prices. This is a weird topic because I feel like I'm talking about an illegal drug. And I'm not. It's illegal in some states, illegal in others. But it still feels weird, right? There's a company called Kronos Group. Ticker symbol CRON. They paid $110 million for an option to acquire 10.5% of Pharmacan upon U.S. federal legalization. Tilray acquired convertible bonds issued by MedMen in a deal that would allow Tilray to take a 21% ownership. I'm pretty sure you've been driving around your car when you're not listening to KDOW. You've probably heard commercials for MedMen. I have. Now they've kind of gone away because now they're starting to work with Tilray. According to cannabis data analytics platform Headset, Canadian sales are going to reach $4 billion this year, significantly lower than $31 billion projected for the United States. Now, Canada, cannabis is legal everywhere. That gives Canada a lot of room to grow. And the companies that are based in Canada 
they should be trying to think, you know, hey, the United States has, you know, tech dominance. The United States is the big automakers dominance. Um, maybe we could be the dominant country in cannabis. I'm not telling you that's, yeah, I know, right? The sticky icky is later referred to. The best marijuana stocks. I'm not going to say the best, but the names that make the lists that are the most hmm, credible. Um, I'm just going to give you a, Altria is certainly going to be a player. Um, the difference between smoking tobacco leaf and marijuana leaf, I don't know. There's that much difference. So Altria shares have been knocked around in recent years due to write downs taken from its $12.8 billion 2018 investment in e-cigarette maker Jewel Labs. It's return in the last five years has been miserable. But you might consider that it's considered, how shall we say, the worst is behind them. Altria shares this year have done very well as we're starting to look at next year. Again, Wall Street's a discounting mechanism. Altria owns 43% of Kronos, one of the largest Canadian marijuana stocks. See where this is going? Um, and again, my dad died of lung cancer that spread through his whole body. It's the most horrific thing I've ever seen. It's sad. He left his daughter, who was 16 years old, way too early. He didn't get to meet his grandkids. He got to meet one or two, but I guess there's seven or eight now, right? Constellation Brands is going to be a player. Now you're saying Constellation Brands, don't they make Corona? Yeah. They do beer, wine, and spirits. The company invested in canopy growth in 2017 by a 9.9% stake. It up that stake to 36.6% in 2018. It's now stake is 38.6%. So when the time comes, they're going to snap their fingers and buy the whole company. Um, and let me give you the example that I'm throwing out there for you. You know, all the um, power caffeine drinks. Um, whenever, or even like a body armor, Coca-Cola says, you know, we're going to buy 10% of body armor because they need the money to expand their facilities and, you know, if, if this thing continues to catch on, we'll just buy them. But they kind of help the company when it's not Coca-Cola. And then they start crafting them to become a Coca-Cola product. Kira Leaf Holdings. Um, so that's my opinion on Constellation Brands. Their exposure canopy growth is the idea there. Kira Leaf Holdings could be the way to go. The company got its started in New Jersey in 2010, developing one of the first vaporizers to administer a single measured medical marijuana dose. And it grew from there. 36 states, as well as Washington, D.C., Guam, and Puerto Rico have legalized medical cannabis. 18 states in D.C. have legalized adult use cannabis, with the New York being the latest to do so. The company paid $49 million. Um, Curaleaf acquired Los Suenos Farms, the largest outdoor growing operation in Colorado. It is interesting. I went to Colorado a couple of years back, and... Uh, they're one of the first states to completely legalize it. And it just, you, it, it, there's restaurants dedicated to marijuana spiced food or infused food. <clears throat> You're like, they don't have this in California yet, I don't think. Maybe they do now, but you would drive by a factory <clears throat> and you'd be like, that smells like I'm at a concert where people are smoking marijuana. So, Cureleaf Holdings, ticker symbol C-U-R-L-F. Again, not something I want to invest in. 
Cureleaf is traded over the counter, OTC. So it has very thin volumes. It's just not my thing. Company that makes a lot of gummies is a company called Cresco Labs, CRLBF. Anytime a stock has five letters, it's kind of a hint, 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 wink, 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 nudge, nudge, nudge. We're problematic. We're still not grown up. Um, those are just some of the names I'm throwing down. And clearly, Altria and um, uh, Constellation Brands, have, they sell what's considered sin. Alcohol is always going to be around in our society. Smoking seems like it's always going to be around on some level. I don't know if that's something you want to invest in. Is that better in the world? There's my talk on marijuana. Coming up, the boss. Take a break here. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at robblackshow.com. The fortune-making spirit of today's marketplace, The Rob Black Show. A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com. RobBlackShow.com. There was an interesting thing out of the Surgeon General last week, talking about mental health and warning businesses, essentially, that American workers are struggling. I don't know how I feel about that. The first part of me is like, you know, suck it up, Kendall. The second part is like, these are strange times. In the last two years, I have not been in a business environment. I've been working from home. Um, my kids finally got back into a school environment where they have friends, and I'm, I'm stoked about it. Um, so as I've gotten older, I've probably become more liberal in my thoughts. Because when I was younger, I worked really, really hard. So I was probably more blue collar. Speaking of blue collar, the king of blue collar has a lot of money. Bruce Springsteen. He made a career out of representing born in the United States, born in, uh, you know, steel country and his hometown and how it's changing. He's selling his music catalog in a massive $500 million deal to Sony. The transaction, which has been rumored in the industry for a while, includes Springsteen's recorded music catalog, as well as his body of work as a songwriter. He's at the age now where he's probably had enough mansions. He's probably had... I, I saw a photo of him in Perth, Australia, in a concert. And I go, I bet he's seen every part of the world. I don't know if he's played China. I don't know if he's played Jakarta. I don't know if he's been in the Antarctic. But he's probably seen everything he needs to see. When my mom talked about my father after he passed away, I had to give the eulogy. And I was interviewing her just so I could do some writing. I was the writer of the family. And it's kind of funny because one of my brothers, he didn't have faith in me, said, don't hockey puck this up, Rob. And uh, the line that I got out of her is that she was a small girl from Mobile, Alabama. And she said, uh, when I met your dad and fell in love with him, uh, he took me to places in the world I would never have seen. I I ate foods that I would never eat. And... um, I had a passport that had like no one in my hometown had a passport like that. Cause my dad was in the military. So he got stationed in Germany, he got stationed in Japan, he got stationed in Turkey, he got stationed, you know, you name the exotic country. We've been there. 
she was there longer than me because they didn't have me for 20 plus years. So I think Bruce Springsteen playing in Perth, it just dawned on me that they kind of reminded me of my mom and what she said and how I used it in the eulogy. Do you need more money? Or do you need like, uh, like the Rolling Stones, I don't get other than the fact that they can do it. At some point in time, people are going to be traumatized because Mick Jagger is going to die on stage. That's just my bet. I know uh, with all the legal betting and illegal betting that goes on out there, you're like, that's that's a bet I'd probably take her up. Let's see. He's on stage for two hours a show for maybe 70 shows a year. Um, but I can't get that worked up. I don't have moves like Jagger, and he's got, what, 30 years on me at least? That's nuts. So born to run, born in the USA, um, being sold for $500 million. The entertainment industry needs content. We've known that Bob Dylan and Shakira have sold all or parts of their works, fetching hundreds of millions of dollars. Warner Music bought the rights to David Bowie's catalog in September. Um, David Bowie was one of my favorite artists growing up. Um, I remember many times singing as a star man Um, and life on Mars is probably my favorite song of all time. Um, But what I want to get at there with you is that's product and he's selling it for $500 million. That's awesome. Good for him. When you take a look at Lennar, what is their product? Homes that they build. When you take a look at Intel, what do they do? Semiconductors, McDonald's, fast food, there's product, right? If you don't get what I get and see joy in the world, and like I'm using a mouse made by Razor right now, my choices would be typically like Razor or Logitech. Razor's too small. Logitech's a little bit bigger. Logitech's got cameras. Razor, do they have cameras? I don't know. But Logitech's an accessory company. And if I was in the need for another tech company or a product company, I'd do it. But I'm uh, Logitech, I pass on, right? Um, so you analyze the product and then you go, what's the premium pricing of the product? Tesla's selling electric vehicles. They're not just selling electric vehicles. They're selling them for a poop ton of money more than any other vehicles being sold. They're selling those things for a lot of money, way over what uh, a SUV has to be sold for or way over what uh, a sedan has to be sold for. Um, this is going to be the year 2022. This is maybe my first prediction. It's going to be electric vehicles are going to start taking over. Toyota, because we saw gas hit $4.50, $5 in California. That, that's, that's a reason ultimately to consider electrification. Toyota made a big splash this week with announcing 30 by 30 announcements. Toyota wants 30 new electric cars all by the year 2030. We saw Rivian and Lucid win Car of the Year and Truck of the Year. As they win Car of the Year and Truck of the Year, I looked at the Rivian truck. I hadn't looked at it before. It's freaking fracking beautiful. And it's selling for a premium price. The new plan from Toyota adds to a plethora of 2021 electric vehicle proclamations. The proclamation declaration. I'm Alexander Hamilton. Way overrated Broadway show, in my opinion. But cool nonetheless, but way overrated. A U.S. car buyer today might be forgiven for failing to realize EVs were the next big thing. The percentage of EVs sold among these new cars is about 3% right now. 
And most of that market is Tesla. Before investors settle on the conclusion that they should look at China, the world's largest new car market, where EVs have been around 20% of new car sales for the past couple of months, I think 10% of the inflection point is where you get there. This is going to be exciting. Now, China is beating our butts. I'm sorry to say this, Bruce Springsteen, but born in China is probably going to be a little bit more proud of what they created versus the United States in the 1980s. Um, EV sales are going to grow massively in 2022, and they're never going to look back. Tesla Cybertruck, Ford Motor F-150, the Hummer with General Electric, uh, General Motors, Chevy Silverado, all electric vehicles coming this year or 2023, maybe. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.